I'll just encourage us all to turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 2. The book of Ecclesiastes chapter 2. Kids, help your parents find it in their Bible. And as you turn, I, I want to ask you, uh, you know, how, how do you like... How do you like cleaning your room? How's that sound when uh, uh, your mom or your dad have ever told you, hey, you need to go clean your room? Or some of you have animals here. Uh, how, how many of you like, you know, uh, go clean up after the dog? Okay. Or some of you even have, uh, it's crazier to me because it significantly upgrades the work. Uh, go clean up after the horses, you know. Horses produce, you know what I mean? Uh, and, and the idea that, uh, you know, you, you get these tasks or these chores, or maybe there's something at your house, kids, that you have that's your chores. And, and sometimes uh, this may not happen at your house, but maybe you forget your chores. And your mom says, you know, you need to go do them right now. And you go, on it, mom. That's my favorite thing to do. Uh, said no one ever, all right? Uh, said no child ever, and kids, it's the same way for adults, too. I just want to tell you that. Maybe it's taking out the trash. Maybe it's cutting the weeds. You notice I didn't say cutting the grass? <laughs> different times, different places, right? Uh, maybe it's just simply going to school. It's rough to get up in the morning. How many of you struggle getting up in the morning? You know, that alarm clock goes off, or your mom comes in, or your dad comes in. And says, it's time for school. And there's no good way to say that, by the way. You know, right? There's no uh, thing that will lessen the blow. There's bad ways, but there's really no good way. Um, maybe for you, it's doing something specific, like doing math. Is there anybody who doesn't like doing math? You raise your hand. I see you back there, Timmy Higby. Uh, right on. Uh, doing math. I, you know, I could be with you there doing math, or maybe it's uh, taking a hard test that you're a little unsure about. Maybe those are the things that uh, bog you down. Maybe it's just going to school. Well, interesting thing about school kids, and I hate to ruin your day, but um, some of you think right now, you say, well, um, I don't want to go to school anymore. Well, I, I, I don't think you can get out of it, kids. I just want to tell you that right now. We've Many people have tried before you, okay? You got to go to fourth grade and then fifth grade. You know, you, gotta, you can't stop at third grade, okay? But um, as you think about going to school, uh, you say, well, I'll be so glad when I'm, I'm done with school. And then you're done with school, and then guess what happens? And you've got to get a job. And in some ways, school is a lot more fun than jobs are. Uh, no amens, please. No amens. Uh, I fear for you teachers because you just went to school and then you went back to school, right? Uh, you're getting back at people. I don't know what you were doing. but uh, um, And uh, I, I want to I tell you, kids, sometimes it's hard to figure out uh, what to do and what not to do and what, how all this matters. Uh, sometimes uh, you'll, you'll be sitting there and you say, why do I have to learn this? Why do I have to go? Why do I have to get a job? Why, like, there's all these things that sometimes don't make sense that are hard. They're hard. The difficult times. And today, kids, I want to talk to you and talk to your parents. Um, just so you know, I'm going to preach this passage twice because I like it so much. I'm going to preach it today. And then, Lord willing, in two weeks, I'm going to 
talk a lot longer on it, okay? Because I think it's a great passage that I wanted to stall out a little bit. Um, we are going to be talking about like how to how to find meaning and how to find joy in this life. And so, if you'd stand in honor of God's word, I'd like to read to you the last portion of chapter two, starting in verse eighteen. God's word says this: I hated all my toil in which I toiled under the sun, seeing that I must leave it to the man who will come after me. And who knows whether he is he will be a wise or a fool, yet will be master of all which I toiled and used my wisdom under the sun. This all is vanity. So I turned about and I gave my heart up to despair over the toil of my labors under the sun. Because sometimes a person uh, who has toiled with wisdom and knowledge and skill must leave everything to be enjoyed by someone who did not toil for it. This also is vanity and a great evil. Who has a man... uh, who has a man from all the toil and striving of heart with which he toils beneath the sun? For his days are full of sorrow and his work is a vexation. Even in the night, his heart does not rest. This also is vanity. There is nothing better, verse 24, for a person than he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. This also I saw is from the hand of God. For apart from him, who can eat or have enjoyment? For to the one who pleases God, he has given uh, wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner, he has given the business of gathering and collecting, only to give it to the one who pleases God. This also is vanity and a striving after wind. God, we ask your blessing on your word. Help us all to learn, to grow, and to think differently because we are thinking your thoughts, not our own. God, do your work in us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. As you look at the Word of God, it's so important for us because we have wrong thoughts, things that we have heard from others and we've thought about, we've had deep thoughts ourselves that are wrong, that are wrong. And so uh, it's important for us to hear the right answers uh, from God, the truth, uh, and replace His truth with our, uh, you know, replace the lies that we have, putting His truth over it and pushing those things out. And kids, that's a lifelong process, a lifelong deal. Sometimes we drift in our own hearts. We uh, think we're smarter than we are. Uh, We uh, get some other crazy idea from friends and family. Um, and so we need to be uh, stuck in God's Word. Today, uh, we look at a man. He's writing a book. Uh, God inspired him. God told him. Uh, God shared with him a message from him to write a book about the, really the meaning of life. And as we've looked at this, he's a rich man. He's a wise man. He's an accomplished man. He's a king. He's got it all. And so, kids, I think that sometimes we grow up dreaming of having it all, being able to do whatever we wanted, being able to have whatever we wanted to have. And so he had those things, and he's writing to us, sharing with us uh, what it is, where, where 
meaning is really found in this life. And today we're seeing where joy is found. And for those of you who have listened the last few weeks, you go, when is he ever going to get to something important? Like he said, all of his life, all the things that he had done is is bad and empty and uh, fleeting. And, and, and now when are we going to get to something? Today's your day. It's co- I'm confident that we're finally here. We're finally here. Uh, he gave a little bit the last couple of weeks, but this is uh, confident. This is where we can find joy. But I want to tell you, kids, if I were to ask you, what do you, you want to do today? Most of you would have a grand plan. Uh, if you could do anything you wanted, uh, what would you do? Some of you would say, I want to go to Disneyland. Or I want to go to the beach. Or I want to go uh, to the mountains. I want to go uh, snowboarding. Or I want to uh, take a plane ride. Or I want to get in a rocket. Like you could, you could have some pretty good ideas that I, you know, I'm sure you could. And you'd say, this would make this day great. And uh, which kind of sets you up, kids, by the way, if that day would be great, what are all other days? Boring. I hate this day. And kids, don't say that like your parents. Don't follow. Yeah, if mom and dad are complaining, say, I, I probably shouldn't complain because they're doing something wrong. I'm doing something wrong. Right. But sometimes it's hard to find joy. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you look at things and you go, it's just a bad day. Where can I find joy? How can I get to it? How can I? And and I want to connect something for you, kids. Joy and then meaning, right? If you feel like this is a great day, sometimes you go, yeah, this is a great life. But when you say, oh, it's a bad day, that means it's a bad life, right? And so we look to God's word. And I want to start out just saying this, that the writer, uh, who I believe is Solomon, in verse 18, he said, I hated all my toil. That word toil, kids, is a a word for hard labor, hard work. Uh, And really, hard work is just anything you don't want to do, right? Uh, It's that idea that it, it takes, if I told you right now, I said, I got a job for you. You say, okay. Great, now I've got another chore. Pastor's giving me a chore. And I say, yeah, go down to the fellowship hall. There's ice cream set up. There's not. I didn't mean to be false advertising. But I want you to go eat some ice cream. That's your job. And you're like, yes, sir. How much does it pay? You know, uh, this is a job I could get into. This could be a career move for me, right? Uh, eating ice cream for a living. Uh, you, you see that. Hard toil, the idea of toil, it's hard labor. It's the idea that uh, we have to work at it. And, and I want to tell you that really any job is hard toil, hard labor, if you've got to do it every day, right? You've got to get up. Uh, sometimes getting up is the most difficult thing in the world, uh, is just getting out of bed, right? Uh, a lot of amens and noddings right there. You know, people are with me. Um, but it's this idea that, that he, as he wrote, and this is, I want to tell you this again, kids. This is not someone uh, who has a particularly strenuous physical job. He's a rich guy. He's a king. He's a guy who has it all. But he looked at the things that he had to do. He looked at the pressures of his life, and he says, 
I hated it. And it caused him despair. It caused him to feel sad about his life. Uh, he, he looked at all his hard work, and we're going to get into this in a few weeks, uh, this idea that one of the things that he was frustrated about kids was that he was working so hard to amass all this stuff and junk, and he was concerned about who was going to use it after he was gone. Some of you can relate to this right now. Uh, you can relate to the idea of uh, your children or your grandchildren, and you wonder what they're going to do with all your stuff. I could tell you a few things. That I'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. But... Um, uh, we, we look at this and he's, he's concerned because he says, I worked so hard. I worked so hard. And what will it come to in the end? Will it matter? Will it mean anything? And kids, this is a hard thing because you work really hard on something and you want it to mean something and last forever. And it doesn't. It doesn't. In fact, you know, you work really hard at school. Guess what? You turn that paper in or you take that test and you do really well. The teacher doesn't go, great, I'll never give you another homework assignment again. You're done with tests. You won't have to. You're, you're done. You've accomplished. There's always more. There's always more. And so he was bothered by this and he looked at his hard work and he looked at what was going to happen after. And it was hard for him. And So I just want to say this first thing. Work will be hard, kids. Work will be hard. Going to school is hard. Doing chores are hard. This is just part of what this life is all about. I, I don't think there's a way to get in a place where life is easy. There's nothing like that. Uh, it can, life can be enjoyable, but work will always be hard. Uh, there's some reasons for that in the book of Genesis, but we won't go into that. But it's part of living in this sinful world that things are hard. And when we act like there's a way to get out of it and it won't be hard and it will bring great meaning without it being hard, uh, we're going to be disappointed. And that's going to be sad upon sad, right? Sad that you got to go to work and sad that uh, you uh, believed in something that wasn't true. So work will be hard. School will be hard. Sports will be hard. We're, uh, like jobs, chores, everything will be hard. It will be difficult. It won't be easy for you to continue at and to do. Work will be hard. Uh, secondly, as you look at this, and uh, I, I just want to summarize that first chapter that I read. Uh, he looked at that last verse, verse 23. If you want to look at it, it says, uh, for all his days are full of sorrow. He's t talking about man, a man who worked hard and uh, worked hard under the sun. We'll talk about under the sun in a moment. But he said, for all his days are full of sorrow and his work is vexation. Sorrow and frustration or sorrow and vexation is the idea of it being hard and frustrating. Hard and frustrating and not just frustrating that things are sometimes difficult to do but frustrating inside that says, why does all this matter? Why should I be working so hard? Uh, kids, I just want to tell you, this is very important for you to hear. This is very important for all of us to hear. Without God, without God, you will hate your work. You'll hate your work. And not just your work, chances are your life. Chances are your life. Um. Kids, he says, under the sun. 
under the sun. He says it three or four times in this first paragraph here, under the sun. And the picture of that is this. When you look up, Solomon looked up and he saw the sun and he said, we are all under the sun. This is all that we have to deal with. And he wasn't looking at just people who believed in God. He was looking at just everything that everyone could do, whether they believed in God or not. Life down here, life of this earth. And, and I want to tell you, kids, this is very important for you to hear. If you don't uh, believe, trust, have relationship with God, if you don't talk to Him in prayer, if you don't walk with Him, if you're not forgiven uh, and have a relationship with Jesus Christ, His Son, that, that forgiveness, if you don't have that, you're going to feel empty in life, empty in your work. It's going to be frustrating for you. It's going to be this feeling of, of meaninglessness. And uh, in the end, you'll feel like this is just a big ripoff, a big ripoff. It's interesting, kids. Uh, you, you may not see this, but you will in the future. There's tons of people in this life that are rich, that are smart, that uh, have everything. You might feel jealous about what they have and what they look like or who they are. You might feel jealous about them. And then you find out later that they're depressed. Then you find out later that they hate their life. They seem like they're happy. And then in this honest moment, you'll, feel, you'll hear them say something that will tell you that they don't like their life. And you, it'll be the most confusing thing in the world. Because sometimes we think if we had what they had, we could be happy. We, we could be, if we just had something else, we could be happy. And then you find out that the people who have what you thought you wanted aren't happy. And you go, why? I don't get it. I want to tell you, it's a relationship with God that makes the difference. That's all it is. All it is. Very simple. And we can struggle with that here when we forget about our God. We can struggle with that when we look for uh, satisfaction and happiness and joy in something else. As we look to this passage, we see really uh, life under the sun is just work being hard. And this work without God, we hate life. We hate life. That's all it is. It's hard work and hating life. But there's also life with God. Kids, look down at this. If you look down at verse 24, uh, he, and this is really the first super clear, significant thing in the book of Ecclesiastes where he says, this will bring meaning. This is the good part of life. And, and kids, uh, sometimes... You watch a, a story or you read a book or something and, and you want to get to the good part, right? But all that's leading up to it is important for you to know so that the good part will be good. And this is what this is. What You've jumped in here this morning. Uh, Solomon's going to share with you uh, just this incredible gold nugget of importance for you and for me. He wants to give us something that will be critical for us to know right now, 
as we pursue life, as we go about doing the things that seem boring or hard or empty. If you look down at verse 24, he says, There is nothing better for a person than he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. I read that and I, I, a couple of things come up to me, kids, is this, that Solomon has already said over and over again, what does it profit? What does it matter? What is the benefit of going through life? And he, he doesn't answer it. He doesn't answer it earlier. He says, I looked for the answer of how this is great and I couldn't find it. I, I searched in this and that and this over here and relationships. I, I had all these things and I looked for it in there and I couldn't find it. And so now he says, I'll tell you what the profit is. I'll tell you what the good stuff is. I'll, I'll tell you what makes it worth it is this. Where is it that there's nothing better than for a person that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil? I want to point out something to you before we go any further. He says eating and drinking, eating and drinking. Now, when you think of, uh, hey, uh, let's go out eating and drinking. Uh, let, let's go someplace to a restaurant in town. Most of you would be pretty happy, right? Uh, what if I said, we're going to go to your favorite restaurant? And you go, oh, you'd be real excited. And I'll say, no, let's go down to one of those real cities and go to like someplace that's really expensive and it show, it's just amazing. And I watched it on the Food Network or something like that, okay? We want to go there. You go, ooh, this is going to be great. And this is what Solomon was talking about. I don't think that's what he was talking about. You know, what I was, you know what I think he was talking about? I think he was talking about your breakfast today. I think he was talking about what you have for lunch, what you take for lunch to school tomorrow. I think he was talking about the day in and day out. And you say, well, that's boring. Yeah, it is. But, but what he's saying is this, and this is super important, it's so important. He's saying there's nothing better then you find that enjoyment in the midst of eating and drinking. And, and not just in the midst of eating and drinking, but in the midst of your toil, your hard work, in the midst of your hard work. Uh, why do people go to work? You know, living for the weekend, right? Pushing to Friday. They're pushing to Friday. So I go to this dumb job. And I do these dumb things, and I get up early at this from this dumb alarm clock so I can enjoy the weekend. That's when real living starts. That's where I can find joy, is in the time that's just for me. But Solomon doesn't say that. Let's read it again. Uh, when you close your Bible, it's trouble, right? You want to make sure you stay there. You stay there. He says in verse 24, There's nothing better for a person than that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. In his toil. You know why? Because that's every day. Eating, drinking, working. That's what it is. That's every day. You've got something to do. There's there's these uh, even, you know, these unexciting meals, these things that just are enough to get you through the day. 
These are the things. And he says, uh, it's nothing better than you would find joy in the midst of your work and in the midst of just, you know, eating and drinking regular meals. And you say, well, I'm all in, but how do I get there? How do I get there? How do I find this enjoyment? Uh, well, this section I would just term as life with God. Life with God. First being your goal should be enjoying life while working. While working. Kids, uh, let's not, I, want, I want you to be careful here. Uh, kids, don't try to have an occupation or a life goal that you're not any good at. That'll be hard. That'll be hard upon hard, right? I was thinking about being uh, going into the ballet. I thought that would be a good idea. But I realized I'd be a better pastor than I'd be a, a better at the ballet. And I didn't want to, sorry, I shouldn't have said went, I, I took it too far there. Okay, I just want to say. Um, yeah, yeah, that was, double, that was a bad deal. Let's get back on track here. Um, Kids, it's important uh, that you don't try to do something that God hasn't gifted you in. Uh, you, you say, well, pastor said that I can uh, find meaning and enjoyment in anything. And that's true. That's true. But God's probably got things that he wants you to do and things that he doesn't want you to do. Some that part of his plan for you and stuff that isn't part. It's not that it's bad or good. It's, it's the idea that it, he, he knows you. He knows what's best for you. You want to follow his plan. But I want to tell you this, that it's not, uh, it doesn't matter the class, it doesn't matter the chore, it doesn't matter the occupation. That's not what makes the difference in joy. That's not what makes the difference. It's God that makes the difference. As you look at the scripture, verse 25, um, well actually end of verse 24, he says this, this also I saw is from the hand of God. This is what makes the difference. Work is hard without uh, God. You, you'll hate your work and your life. But now he gives us a goal that we should enjoy uh, eating and drinking and working. But how do we do that? Uh, it's found as a gift from God. It's a gift. It comes from His hand. You can't find it anyplace else. It's not just that we're in a small town and we don't have it here, right? You've got to go order it from Amazon or something. and It's back-ordered. It's not just those things. It's that you can't find joy and happiness that lasts and is good forever without the blessing of God. It comes from His hand. You can't work for it. You can't find it. You can't be smart enough to attain it. But it's this idea that says it's part of the blessing of God. And then he asks this question to follow it up in uh, verse 24. He says, 25, sorry. For, for apart from him, who can eat or who can have enjoyment? That he controls it. That your enjoyment and your happiness and your fulfillment isn't dependent upon you. It's dependent upon God blessing you with that. And so for you to be in relationship with Him. 
It's never a time where you should say, I can do this without God. There's never a test that you have. There's never a day that you can say, I can make it without God today. Never a day, not one. I mean, you can make it through the day, but it'll be the emptiness of the previous chapter or the previous uh, uh, paragraph. But if you want to find enjoyment, even in the midst of just eating and drinking in your work, not after your work, right? (laughs) It's in your work. Uh, He says that is a gift from God. Enjoying life is a gift of God, a gift from God from his hand. And then we move on to this last section here. And verse uh, 26. For to the, he sets this up as what's going to happen to those who please God, what's going to happen to those who don't please God. What's their life going to be like? And he says this. For, the one, uh, for to the one who pleases him, God, God has given wisdom, knowledge, and joy. Okay? In relationship with God, what do you get from His hand? What is the blessing you get? Wisdom, knowledge, joy. Right? By the way, if you just have wisdom and knowledge and no joy, it's still empty. Right? It's still empty. It might even be more empty, more discouraging that you have wisdom and knowledge, but there's a, to know more is to, it bothers your soul sometimes. But wisdom, knowledge, joy, joy. That's what comes from God. That's to the one who pleases Him, the one who thinks about Him, the one who acknowledges Him, the one who obeys Him. That's what he gets. He gets wisdom, knowledge, and joy. He says, but this, but to the sinner, He has given the business of gathering and collecting only to give to the one who pleases God. This all is vanity and a striving after the wind. Uh, kids, maybe that's hard for you to hear. Maybe it's hard for you to understand and go, I don't get it. Well, to the one uh, who has a relationship with God, who walks with God, who obeys Him, wisdom, knowledge, joy, okay? You may not understand wisdom and knowledge, that's okay. But know this, that there's a fulfillment and joy, a good life for you found with God. But to the sinner, the one who says, I don't need you, God. I'll do life under the sun just like everybody else. I'll make life on my own. He says this. It's given the task or the business. And you say, oh, given a business. That sounds like a good business. It's not a good business. This is not a good one. What is it? The business of gathering and collecting. Gathering and collecting. And you say, well, gathering and collecting, that sounds profitable. The idea of, of you know, gathering some crops in or, or collecting fine stones and things of value and bringing them in. You say, well, that that sounds like a good idea, but it says only to give to the one who pleases God. It's to turn it over. Kids, let me say it this way. What if if your parents, uh, I'm not suggesting this by any means, but they uh, have a, a hard job at your house and they say, I'll pay you some money to do that. You know, you, you, uh, you move uh, that pile of rocks from right there over here. I don't know why people do this, but that's what they do sometimes. This pile of rocks from here over here. And it's hard. And it's a big pile. And you, you take a shovel and you, you walk it over and you start getting hot and it's tiring. And maybe 
maybe it's this time of year and it's starting to snow on you and you realize you just keep going, this is hard, this is taking too long, I'm getting tired. And you keep moving it, you keep moving it. And uh, at the end, you finally achieve your goal. Like you, you've worked days and weeks on this and you finally achieve your goal and you go to your mom and dad and you say, I'm done. And they say, great. And they say, they take out the money and then they hand it to your brother. They give it to your sister. And you say, wait, 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 I did that. You say, I know, but I'm going to give it to them because I want to. Brutal! Give it to anybody, just not my brother or my sister. Can't stand them sometimes, you know, I'm fighting with them. But I did the work. I want to tell you, this is what's so important for you to remember, kids is that life without God will be frustrating. It'll be so frustrating. You think you're working so hard. You think you've got it. You think you deserve it. And it'll blow up in your face. You'll you'll work really hard and you'll see others uh, be blessed by the hand of God. But you say, no, I'll do it on my own. I want to tell you, that's a frustrating life. And kids, one of the reasons that we love seeing you here especially the older we are, the older we are, the, how we love seeing you here is because we've already experienced some of that frustration of living without God. We've already experienced some of that emptiness. And our hope for you is by hearing it now that you'll go, I've heard, I, I know where this is leading. I, I know how this story is going to end up. I'm not going to be like everybody else. I'm going to follow God in the big and the small. As we end today, I just want to tell you this. All of life was meant to be lived with God. All of your life. All of it. From your bedroom to your schoolroom, to the things you do outside, to the friends you have, to the way you treat others that aren't friends, the the way you, you talk to your parents, the way you, you grow up and the choices you make and the things that you'll do after, all of this was meant to be in relationship with God. And this is why we need Jesus. Please join with me in prayer. Father God, thank you for this morning. I pray for our next generations. I ask that you would protect them. I ask that they would know well and seek after your blessing, knowing that uh, all of life needs your hand of blessing and that no one can enjoy life without you. God, protect them from seeking it, uh, seeking uh, to try life without you, to find joy in some other place. God, help us uh, to not do that either, uh, that we would understand that life is meant to be found in you, not just in the exciting, but in the boring as well. Joy comes from you. God, bless your church. Help us to encourage each other as we seek to serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for being here today. You are dismissed.